She leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you'll definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome everyone to our celebration series for our first birthday of She Leads, She Thrives. So across three episodes, I'm going to be chatting to previous guests from the early months of the podcast. These are guests whose episodes still rank amongst the most downloaded in our very first year of sharing the most incredible conversations and information and wisdom with you. So Team Thrive Factor and I thought it was a brilliant opportunity to check in with them now and ask a series of reflective questions so they could share more of their wisdom with you. And it's been such a joy creating these these conversations to bring them together and to share them as part of this birthday series. Now, before we begin with the first of our featured guest conversations for today's episode, I also want to say a huge thank you to you, our listeners. Without you, there wouldn't have been as much fun and joy and celebration in this past year. I really adore, and I hope this shines through, but I adore the podcast medium for connecting with a global audience. But it also makes the work and the energy that goes into every episode that much richer when we know there are people actually out there listening and downloading our episodes every week. So thank you. I truly hope that you'll be a long-term listener if you're not already and that you'll continue to share our episodes and with your business and your leadership community. So a huge big love to you all. And if you still don't know who I am because you are brand new to She Leads, She Thrives, Just a little final reminder before we dive into the first of our conversations in this special birthday series. I'm Shannon Dunn. I am the host of She Leads, She Thrives. I'm a long-term business and self-leadership coach, and I just, just love being able to bring more wisdom to the world. So thank you for your time today and have a magical day wherever you are. Big hello, everyone. Here we are back with another one of these birthday series, like birthday series. Yeah, first birthday celebration series, like chats with. Now, where do we start, Stash? Like, seriously, there's so much we can talk about, but we're going to keep this succinct. And I'm going to ask you the same three questions I've been asking. I'm going to ask every one of our guests for this birthday series. But I need to really highlight if anyone's not been listening to the podcast since the beginning and hasn't caught our early episodes, you were the very first guest that I invited to come and be on She Leads, She Thrives. Back in, oh, goodness me, we recorded it and I think it went live in October So because it was episode five. Yeah, so feels like a long time ago now, but, you know, about a year ago, give or take a little bit, was when we shared our first conversation and we really focused on your pioneering work which is kind of 
obvious because you're a pioneer seeker as one of your archetypes, but you're pioneering work in the space of period coaching. And for, I guess that's a point to also highlight. I think the rest of the world knows when we say period that we're talking about menstruation in the US. Of course, that has another alternate meaning, doesn't it? So I'd love you, my beautiful friend, to come and introduce yourself and then we'll get stuck into conversation for this special series. Uh, well, an absolute honor to get to be the first uh, interviewee on yeah. the podcast. So just thank you again. That was an absolute delight. I love going first. Break. Of course you do. <laughs> but we also, we had such a fun conversation. So yeah, and we will uh, make sure we link sure. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm Stasha. I am the period coach. I am the founder of Period Coaching School, where I certify people to become period and or menstrual cycle coaches. Of course, you know, people call themselves all sorts of things. But uh, yeah, we have the international certification. So it's a fun um, school and program. Uh, I've been doing this work for about 10 years uh, because I have endometriosis and it really uh, made it impossible for me to hold down a normal person job. I am unemployable. So uh, it really set me down a path of, well, how do I keep a roof over my head? I can't work a normal job. And that sort of stumbled me down the path until I re realized that working in menstruation, normalizing these conversations, educating, uh, really using my mentor teacher archetype there, obviously with period coaching Definitely. school, um, really was yeah, like a basis of what fills up my soul and lights me up and brings me in, you know, profitable business. So it was uh, quite a journey, but, um, you know, as my heroine adventurer enjoys a journey out there in the wild, I certainly uh, learned a lot along the way and I'm really happy to be here now. Yeah, so good. And what we are doing for this birthday series, if anyone hasn't caught any of these interviews or not really interviews, they're conversations. I like the word interview, but these conversations is going back and doing a bit of reflection because most of the guests that I've invited back, there's a number of reasons. You were one of the earlier guests on the podcast, like you literally the first one, um, but also your episodes have been have performed so well over the course of this last year or since your episodes went live and consistently continue to get downloads whether you're you know sharing the episode with your community or I'm resharing things they're still getting found and listened to which I love and that shows me that the topics that we talked about were things that people really have interest in and I think it could easily be dismissed by a lot of women out there because this podcast is focused on, you know, the, the female gender uh, as she leads, she thrives with a little of the she's in there, um, that uh, people could dismiss or women could dismiss the link between periods, menstruation, and even moving out of that into our peri and then menopausal phases and still being cyclical, you know, individuals. Um the miss the, the link and the importance of connecting that to business. I know you've done that so well. That's not what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to you know, get jump in to ask you these questions. So in the last year, what would you say has been your greatest personal evolution? Yeah, well, you kind of watched this unfold. I do. I have a house <laughs> First time in years. So I I went from college to New York City, where you know you're an apartment, mm -hmm. to Los Angeles, where it's an apartment. And there were a couple other stops in there, but all in apartments and rentals. Uh, and then 
oh gosh, it must've been oh, eight, 10 years ago. I went nomad and I just put all of my stuff in storage. I got rid of two, like 75% of my things, put everything in the storage and then just went out on the road. I love to travel. Los Angeles is insane. I was like, why am I spending all of this money when what I want to do is be other places? Mm. So like, why am I spending all of this money on Los Angeles rent when I could take that same amount of money and travel really well? (laughs) So I was like, that's it. I'm going out and I'm going nomad. And, uh, and I loved it. And I went nomad for a long time. Um, and then Quite literally, the opportunity for a house fell in my lap and I took it. And so now my partner and I have this house where we actually live in a in a house that's not a rental that, you know, it's just it's an amazing uh, change of pace. But like, I've never had a this is where I live. Yeah, I can paint the walls, whatever color I want. I can put in a (laughs) shelf. I can blow out a wall. Like I can do whatever I want because it's my house now. So that's been a huge change, a first for me. Um, so yeah, that's been the biggest change in my life for yeah. sure in, the, in my personal and, life in the last year. Yeah. And what, how has that influenced then your business, having that, you know, one base that you call home? You know, I think on, I, you know, I'd, it's not easier. I don't think it's easier. I mean, it is like scheduling is easier. Knowing when I'm going to be available is easier. Kind of like those little things are definitely easier, but I was always working my business with my cycle. So as soon as I started doing that, it's always sort of maintained the same level. Like my hours of being a nomad, I'll be interested to see what my hours look like at the end of this year. But my hours, like I meticulously track, have been this exact same from going nomad to moving into the house last year. So the last year and the year before hours were for an entire year, I was 10 hours difference between the two. So very, very much the same. (laughs) Yeah. But the fun, I can buy fun things now yeah. like for my office I painted the wall for my brand colors like I had these old red floating shelves I got out of storage and was like oh shelves my business wall like being able to like I really is kind of like just girl out and like buy some more fun clothes for business video chats and buy some fun tchotchkes for the business and you know making sure I've got like the the debt like I got a new desk oh my god I love my desk I would marry my desk if it proposed it's just like I have this big desk now yeah Yeah. and earlier this year in 2023 you were in Australia and you came and spent some time in with me here in Perth so we had a great couple of weeks together and I remember at that time you were talking with Chris your partner around what desk you were going to get so I'm so happy that you got the one that you love as much as you just shared that's so cool I love it so what has it, this might have something to do with what you just shared, but the second question I'd love to know your answer to is what's gone on behind the scenes for you in this past year that we haven't seen on your social media? Yeah, I mean, I can't say there's a lot that I don't share on social media because I am a basically an open book, um, <laughs> but I will say that I haven't, I haven't talked about a lot. Uh, and actually this this is something that I I think should be a blog post. Like Mm. uh, just kind of thinking about this, it's made me realize that the money anxiety. So going from 
digital nomad and just kind of being like, I know I need to know where my rent is coming from or where my flights are going to be paid. You know, I often travel with a one-way ticket. So it's like, will I be able to fly back? So just kind of having that basic underlying money anxiety as I was building the business and being a nomad at the same time. And then, you know, growing up poor, growing up with money, you know, concerns, living in New York City and Los Angeles kind of is a thing as well. So I've just always had this like money anxiety my whole life of like, I have to make decisions very smart, very practically, very lean, very focused and controlled. You know, I am definitely a saver, not a spent, you like pulling money out of me is a challenge, right? Yeah. So it was this last year that I just kind of went, oh my goodness, like I don't have to think like that. We, I'm making good money. I have a roof over my head. I, I'm making more than I need. So, you know, I'm investing. I'm, you know, it's like, so well, then why am I still running the same programming of money anxiety? It, so kind of like a moment where it's just like, you're reinvesting, you know, 6,500 in a retirement account every year. You're investing in CDs and locking some money away for higher interest rate gains for years at a time that you can't get to. Like you have extra. So why are you still like making all of your decisions based on what's the lowest price, the best rate, the, you know, most bang for my buck when it was like, or what if I just got the desk that I really wanted? Right. Instead of worrying about the Yeah. So that for me has been a practice and I want to be very clear that I am, it's a practice that I'm still practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Even just like going out to dinner. Like that was even a thing where we were out running around. We just bought a new car. We're doing all these things. And I was like, I'm kind of hungry. And my first instinct was like, okay, well, let's just go home and make lunch. And I was like, or we could go get tacos. (laughs) Let's just go get lunch out. (laughs) Yeah, it was, but it was that mindset moment where I was like, all right, let's get home. We'll make something from the refrigerator, you know, whatever. And then I was like, oh, but we could just go out. Yeah. But it was like, oh, but you just put all this money into a car. What are you thinking? You can't go out to eat. You've spent money. (laughs) Let's just go out to eat. (laughs) Yeah, the, the money stories, the money beliefs, the money patterns and how long we have had them run a certain way. So interesting, isn't it? But I love that your your awareness is expanded and you're thinking about this. But yeah, definitely blog post. And then, you know, when you have that blog post published, hopefully it's before this goes live or even afterwards, we'll add the link into there if anyone wants to read that. Yeah, it's a good thing. So my final yeah. question for you is, what do you wish you'd known a year ago that you know now as a business leader? This is one of those things that I don't know if it's something that I didn't know, but mm-hmm. I think it's something that I didn't embrace in practice as much. Okay. And very similar to switching that mindset is I was making my offers and my business with the, I need to make money. So what am I going to offer so that I can make money rather than what can I offer that I know my people need and want and would be fun for me? Yes. And it's again, just switch in mindset really, but 
it was just one of those things that was just not very conscious where it was like, I need to make money. I need to do an offer. What have people asked me for? Let me do that so that I can make money right now. And instead of going, I don't need to make money right now. I am making money right now. What do I want to do that would be fun for me and would provide value that people have, you know, asked for or wanted or whatever. And I want to do not just because people have asked for it and it will make money now. Yeah, that's a huge shift. And I, you know, the reality is that there are so many times in our lives and transitions and experiences we go through, you know, what's happened in the world the last three and a half or so years where our security gets threatened in different ways. And I can see how easy it is then to switch into that space, that mindset space of I need to make money and I have to make, you know, this amount actually extra because there's all these other, you know, increasing bills and cost of living and so many other things going on. So that comes from such a different space, as you said, than being able to go, okay, like what, what is actually valuable out there for my community and, and that I'll also have fun doing, that I'll be energized by doing that will, for you particularly, I know, fit within your working in flow, yeah, in a whole different way than what others would look at that. So that's a really great piece of wisdom to tap into and to remember moving forward as well right because there's patterns yeah yeah it can absolutely be both like you can be of service and do the thing that you want to do like it's just you know it makes you go from feeling kind of tense and driven and hmm, tight and squeezed to easeful and enjoy enjoying and and it doesn't make you want to do it more. It makes you want to do the social media posts. Like, you know, you and I were introverts. Social media is not exactly where I want to spend my time, but it makes me want to share because I'm excited about it Yes. versus going, I have to share. Yes. I need to make the money. Huge difference. Yeah. Uh, and I find it so interesting yeah. when you have conversations with people about showing up, being visible in the digital space whether it's social media or writing blogs or doing interviews, whatever it looks like. And they're like, oh, it's so hard or I never know what to say or, you know, I don't even know where to start or even what I'm offering right now. And it's like, well, where's the fun? Like what are you doing that's energizing you and you really enjoy? And usually there's not a lot. And that's, that is a big contributor so much. So I love it. Love it. Incredible wisdom, of course, <laughs> as I expected <laughs> from you. So how can people connect with you the easiest? So where do, where do they go to find and connect with you if they don't already follow you online? Instagram uh, at Stasha Washburn, easiest uh, way to just shoot me a, a DM and pop mm -hmm. up. Uh, but otherwise, you're always welcome to head over to periodcoachingschool.com or theperiodcoach.com and, uh, and check out the goods there. Yeah. <laughs> So many. I mean, you're one of a number of people who I have, well, we've been connected to you and we've been, you know, developed this gorgeous friendship that we have, but for some time now, and you've always got great resources, new stuff coming in, but you also remind people of what's already there. So if anyone's listening to our conversation today, to definitely go back and listen to the episode, episode five of She Leads She Thrives. We'll link that into the show notes to listen to Stasha and I talk about where she was at and what she was doing with, with period coaching and really pioneering in this space, but also follow up on those websites, follow her on Instagram, because if you're looking for any resources to support you as a cycling woman, um, then definitely it's a place to go for sure, right? The, the destination <laughs> to go. 
I love it. Thank you so much for joining me. It's so good to chat to you again and to capture another little piece of, of your wisdom to share with the world uh, and to, you know, to have you back as our, our very first guest. If we do a birthday series like this every year, you know you might just be on the come back in every year because that's the thing about having been the first guest. <laughs> Where is she now? <laughs> yeah. Very fun. And listeners, Books, thank you for, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Listeners, thank you for tuning in as well and listening to this conversation I've had with Stasha today. Uh, thank you for your ongoing support. We wouldn't be where we are in our first birthday with She Leads, She Thrives. You know, I, I feel that I would have shared these conversations even if there was not really many people listening, but seeing so many of you listening and downloading all around the world, 30 plus different countries, you know, hopefully uh, this birthday week we will surpass our 50,000 downloads. It's just been phenomenal and and so much fun to connect with some incredible women in all kind of corners of the earth. My challenge for year two is to see how many additional incredible souls I can connect with in new places that I haven't yet, you know, had conversations with guests. So if you are someone out there listening and thinking that you might be someone that could be a part of that, then reach out, follow me, connect with me build a relationship because if you haven't heard me share this before, my guest strategy is to only invite people that I actually have an existing connection relationship with. And I know that that adds to the richness and the value of the conversations we create and share with you. So wherever you are in the world, have a fabulous day. Enjoy this birthday series. And I look forward to um, connecting with you very soon. Thanks, Tasha. I'll see you soon. Now, what a fabulous, fabulous thing it is to welcome back one of our guests. In fact, the episode featuring you, Annie, was our 10th episode, right back kind of in the early phases of She Leads, She Thrives, right? Like not wow. quite a year ago from when we'll be sharing this, but coming up close to that. So it was officially our 10th episode. And the focus of our conversation back then was around leading a more racially inclusive business. Mm -hmm. Your jam, right? That's your thing. <laughs> that is my thing yeah. through and through. So much. So just for anyone who didn't catch that episode, firstly, we'll tag that in so you can go back and, and listen to that because I'm sure after you listen to our conversation today, you'll want to go and hear the full episode that I recorded with Annie last year in 2022. But Annie Kachuru and I have known each other for some time now and got to know each other on a whole different level in the last couple of years in the masterclasses, the programs, the it's almost like the um the activated experience that we've just wrapped up recently was was like a mastermind more than a program. So we've done some really amazing things together and it's been such a an eye-opening, heart-opening experience for me working with you to discover, to unlearn, to learn, to be challenged in the most beautiful ways around all the things, many that I didn't even expect would come up, but I think that's part of the gift and the, the excitement for me around how I could lead a more racially inclusive business, both as a coach with Thrifactor Co. and then as, a, I guess, a lead educator in the Thrifactor School with the Self-Leadership Coaching Certification. 
So tell us a tiny bit about you. We're not going to kind of do bios as such officially this time. We'll include that in the show notes for anyone who wants to read more about you, Annie. Um, but you give, I'd love to you to give us a bit of an introduction. Then we're going to dive into the three questions. Three, I always put the wrong number of fingers up. The three questions I'm going to ask every one of our guests that I've invited back uh, for this very special first birthday series for She Leads, She Thrives. And the reason that I've invited you is because your episode is still ranking as one of our ma- most downloaded in this wow. first year that we've been live. So, wow. Where you are. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Shannon. And firstly, congratulations on one year uh, celebrating that. That's a huge milestone, especially yes. when it comes to podcasts and just, you know, putting out really valuable content on a very regular basis. So congratulations on that. Thank and thank you so much for having me back. What an honor um, to be invited back. And what a treat. I'm so excited for us to dive in. For those of you who are tuning in and you don't know who I am, my name is Annie Gishu. I'm a racial equity coach for online business owners who are ready to build businesses that are racially equitable so they can be intentionally inclusive. The key word here being intentional with your inclusivity, um, especially because we live in a world whereby we have been taught to be who we are. We subscribe to systems that a lot of the times we do not know that we are subscribed to them and they cause us to behave in certain ways. They shape our belief systems and in so doing um, contribute to how we build our businesses, how we support our clients. And so being intentional about inclusion is what I focus on. And I'm looking forward to the conversation today, Shannon. I know it's going to be so good. Uh, I'm not surprised that your episode has been so popular, Annie, because this topic and your area of expertise is so needed in the world. And I know that I've shared with you, and I'm sure I shared it in our episode we recorded and shared last year. Uh, For me, choosing to work with you was a no-brainer. And you kind of ticked more boxes than I even knew I had around the kind of, of person that I wanted to be my mentor and my guide and my challenger and the one that would spark more curiosity in me around this area because it's such an important thing. But in these questions, I I wanted to reflect for each of the guests, no matter when your episode went live on She Leads, She Thrives, kind of what's happened for you in the last year, considering we're at the first birthday for the podcast. So the first question I'd love to know about is in the last year, what's been your greatest personal evolution? Hmm. Gosh, a lot has happened in the last 12 months, but on a personal, so this is not business, on a personal evolution has been returning back home to Kenya after four years, you know, and of course, very much impacted by uh, the pandemic and not being able to go back home as often as we normally do. Um, So from a personal perspective, just being on Kenyan soil, just being with my people, not having to think about my surroundings, where I am and how I have to behave or feeling like the odd one out or like I don't fit in, like I don't belong. There's something about being home. There's something about being surrounded by your people, speaking your language, eating your food, Mm -hmm. and just being in that culture where you belong. And I think it hit home a lot harder for me this time. It really was a lot more personal, firstly, because of not being home for such a long time. Yes, that is and a long time. before 
uh, the last time I was home, I wasn't doing this work in this kind of deep way that I am now. You know, this is post the, you know, the murder of George Floyd. So a lot has happened from a racial perspective. And so the trouble of getting to Nairobi, the looking around and the seeing the faces just changing from being in a predominantly white space to now checking into a predominantly uh, black space was also something that my body had to take in and I remember getting so emotional standing in line as we were you know getting into the flight that would take us to Nairobi and just feeling just emotional seeing black people speaking their language being in that mix and I just felt so grateful to be in that space because it's one that I had never felt the need to be grateful for because I just was and so I went home with a very different lens, came back with a whole different feeling in terms of my identity and belonging. And so I would say that's probably been one of my biggest um, things that has happened from a personal perspective. Yeah, I remember seeing or tuning into the stories that you were sharing. And I know Instagram's your favorite place to be on online in terms of connecting and sharing content at that time that you were in Kenya and with your family. And it felt such a privilege and an expansion even for me being witness to what you were sharing and giving us some insight into what that was like. And I remember, Annie, feeling that emotion. Yeah, certainly I didn't get to be in line with you at the time when that kind of first welled up, but I could still feel what you may be going through and what that was like. And to be honest, I kind of not forgotten, but in some ways I had forgotten that this work you're doing now and the way that you're in it so deeply Mm. is new compared to when you were last home. So Mm. what a gift. And I think also not taking people for granted, you know, the conversations that we would have that, you know, we kind of took for granted sitting around at the dinner table and having conversations, speaking your language. Those are just things that just happen and have happened all of my life. But this time there was so much intentionality in presence, being present with people and also going back home and knowing that there's some loved ones who were no longer with us and just just being present with knowing the gift of life and having a lot of gratitude and just feeling like, wow, I am so blessed to be here in this time and to experience this. So it, it, it was a very, very different but very um, rewarding feeling. And I'm so glad that, you know, a lot of you got to come along uh, behind the scenes and experience this and people going like, oh my God, I didn't know Nairobi had such beautiful supermarkets. If that was what was here, then I would want to go grocery shopping. Like it was also a a lot of cultural awareness because people think Africa and they think certain things, you know, illness, poverty, um, you know, just all these things that we are shown in mass media but there's another side that you y'all don't get to see there's a whole other side that is beautiful that is rich that is just a place that you would want to go on holiday and enjoy Mm. and I got to share some of those snippets you did did. I'm just thinking um, as you mentioned the supermarket then I remember being shocked because I have been to Nairobi but it was such, it was in the 1990s, Annie. That's a long time ago now. Oh, yes. So <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, look at that. Because of course, supermarkets back then were not like they are now. <laughs> um, no, they're not. <laughs> being so 
expanded with seeing the different countries through Southern Africa that I traveled to back then around, yeah, the, the landscape, the, the beauty that was everywhere, the, the actual infrastructure that I didn't imagine because of what I'd seen in mass media, um, the rich conversations I had with people where I was the one asking about all kinds of things because I was so fascinated around culture, like dance and music and art, things that really connect me with learning about people and where they're from. Um, and I, you know, I definitely will be going back, <laughs> traveling more of Africa in the yes. future for sure. Fabulous. So our next question, what's going on behind the scenes for you this past year in business that maybe we haven't seen on your socials? Mm. Building of relationships at a deeper level with my clients, with students, and seeing a lot of the things that I have been teaching and saying, if you do this, this is what the outcome will be. Mm. And now seeing that come to fruition for, you know, my clients and students, it has just been such a beautiful thing to watch because it's one thing to teach somebody to mm. hold space for them and say, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what would make it your business more inclusive and then seeing the longevity, seeing the reward of being in this work of inclusion for an extended period of time and what that looks like and what my clients are teaching back to me as much as I am an educator and there to really hold space for them and open their eyes and lead them into a more inclusive business. I have also learned some of the things that I have been teaching, um, different things, like, for example, not all white tears are harmful. You know, I came from the lens of um, white fragility and what that does and gets in the way of inclusion work when we shift lenses and have to then cater to the white fragility in the room. Now, learning the biggest lesson of those who have perhaps caused harm, said the wrong thing, holding space for them, allowing them to um, get vulnerable, mm. shed their tears and hold that space for them has been such an incredible thing for me to learn and to see them transition from being so fearful and afraid of making a mistake, learning through whatever thing they have done or mistake that they have made and staying in the work, being bigger advocates and becoming more genuine allies in this work because of the space that was held for them, the permission to be vulnerable, and just something that hasn't been spoken about a lot in this space and the permission just to, it's okay to feel the pain, it's okay to shed tears, it's okay to be vulnerable and to be held in that space by a, a Black person who is educating you. So that has been probably one of the things that has happened that has been transformational for me behind the scenes because this is deep work, it's personal work, can't share everything on social media oh, or with followers, but that's the work that's been happening that, you know, has been a teacher to me as well. I love it. I love it. What an inspiration and, and a gift to you to be able to reflect and to share that that's what's been going on. And I, the thing that stood out, there's so many things stood out in what you just shared, Annie, but the one that's coming to mind now to just talk about briefly is, as you said, 
to be able to be in that space with a client or a group, because I know you've had, you know, a, a number of rounds of represented and then we've done activated and you've done your masterclasses and lots of different learning experiences that you've held space for the people in that. But to see that people have stayed in the work rather than taking the possibly very easy option and kind of bailing out, which this is we you and I shared in our podcast episode last time and in the other convers many conversations we've shared. This is not easy work for a lot of people, irrelevant of your color. Uh, but there is, I feel like there is a lot of of permission, maybe unspoken permission, uh, to to bail out quickly when it gets too hard or difficult or uncomfortable. So to have that experience for people where they have had your support and they have stayed in, like, oh, that must just make your heart swell so much with all kinds of things. Mm, mm, though it has been very expanding for me um, and also just giving myself permission to do this work in a way that feels right for me mm. and the human that I am because sometimes it's easy to look at what are other people in this space doing how are others educating and trying to emulate that as being the standard of how to do inclusion Mm -hmm. work but I think it is allowing myself to come as I am I'm I'm a huge empath I'm an introvert and uh you know allowing that to come through I teach with a lot of compassion calling in permission to please do make mistakes. But when you do um, and you learn, you do better. And I think that is something that has resonated with a vast majority of the people who say yes to working together, because that is a lens with which they haven't quite seen as much out there. And they're like, you mean I can make mistakes? You mean I can come as I am and I won't be shamed or judged or made to feel guilty? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Because those are the ingredients that make doing this work very difficult and keep a lot of people bystanders but when you allow people to come as they are and work through whatever it is that they need to work through we give room for more people to step into this work and we need everybody stepping into inclusion work really sure do love it I think one of the things that I've also loved seeing and possibly is happening more behind the scenes and you probably don't have as much awareness of it as I do because I'm looking at it through the lens of your archetypes that you discovered about a year ago as well. So being a mediator diplomat, you're, the way that you really speak from your heart and share your truth and want to offer different options for people to understand, to learn and to connect with this work has really, for me, it's felt like that has expanded significantly. Your mentor teacher, she's just doing her her thing like she does naturally and sharing wisdom, not just knowledge, which is such a shift and a maturity for the mentor teacher is being able to be in the space of sharing from this, from wisdom, not from, I just know things. And then you're inspire a believer, you know, cheerleading people in whatever, as you said, you show up as you are, but also you're welcoming and calling in people to show up as they are and cheerleading them to step more into all the different facets of this work. So that's something that I've been observing and being having that close contact with you. It's been such a joy to, to see and to feel that all coming to life. So I have one final question for you. What, if anything, do you wish you'd known a year ago that you know now as the business leader that you are? Ooh, this one has been more of a recent learning, like in the past um, few months, uh, slowing down. 
Oh, I have been on a yes. path of go, 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 yes. go, go fast. <laughs> How quickly can I grow my business? How quickly can I just climb the ladder? And the goalpost obviously keeps it keeps being moved. Um, you should be a six-figure business, a seven-figure business, and these are the secrets to get there. What I have just realized is that I need to slow down in order to speed up. And I have my body, because we've been in winter here in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> and so we have been, you know, um, kind of forced to slow down weather-wise, but also my health has taken a hit, you know. And so I have been literally forced to stop uh, doing as much as I was doing and to rest. And it has been through that resting that I have realized it allows me to tap into my inner wisdom, as you as you spoke about, you know, moving from teaching to wisdom giving. Um, and it's really allowed me to tap into my thought, um, you know, my, my, uh, my thought leadership, Whereas before, when you're just doing, doing, doing and watching, 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 it's so easy to get influenced. What are people saying? What are people asking for? What are... But when you're quiet, when you're doing your thing, you are able to tap into, you know, the things that are deeply inside of you that you can only hear when you're quiet. And so I am treasuring slowing down. I'm treasuring not um, getting to my desk at a certain time, you know, dropped off the kids. It's 9 a.m. now. I, I need to, to work. Oh, exactly. I have to give this six hours until mm -hmm. three when I go pick them up. Like just allowing myself to have joy, um, take care of myself ask my body what my body needs today or now. Of course, work will still be done, but it doesn't have to be in the rigidity of and, and lack of flexibility and the guilt of, oh, I didn't get to my to-do list or I didn't do this and the other. So I'm learning that you can still slow down and still have a really successful business. You can still slow down and still have meaningful impact. Slowing down doesn't mean not moving it just it means moving at a pace that is sustainable yeah I love that Annie so much one of the things that I talk about frequently is that there is no speed to success we are all on our own timeline often we force that so much just as you talked about you know the have to's the should do's and must do's the listening or tuning in or being influenced by all the noise in the business landscape in the world at large that can tell us that we need to be or have done a certain something or many things if we're ever going to achieve at a certain level. And I love that there are more of us are recognizing that that's not the case and turning down the volume of the noise and really listening to ourselves in different ways. And I think that is going to change the way that we are able to lead our businesses and share our, our wisdom and the connection and the gift for our clients and in us being role models in that, but also what we're able to share with them is going to evolve in such a beautiful way that the richness of that is just going to continue to amplify for them and their experience. So, yeah, here's to following your own path, right? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Yeah, what, what works for you, what works for us individually, which is so good. So that comes to the end of our questions for our birthday series. But what I'd like you to do now, Annie, is share where people can connect with you and then we'll make sure that we have the links to that into our show notes so that if anyone is interested and they haven't yet connected, they can do that easily. 
Absolutely. So the best place to find me on social media is on Instagram. My handle is at Annie.Yishiru. And that's where I share on a very, very regular basis about how to be inclusive in your life and in your business. Um, send me a direct message. I love it when people say, look, I listened to your episode and this is what I got out of it. Please come say hello. Um, or you can go to my website, AnnieGishiru.com. And there is so much in terms of resources that um, you will not be short of knowing where to begin your journey when it comes to inclusion or where to continue your journey if you're already in it. Yeah, I think if I reflect on even particularly the last year, the number of resources that you do create, the and I know a little bit, I guess, behind the scenes of being working with you, that the consideration you put into, the research you put into what you're going to create as a resource for those that are interested in learning more about this work and the way you work uh, is something that just makes the actual end result of what people get to sign up for and in, in, involve themselves with. If you, if you sign up for something with Annie, you really need to make sure you engage with it for sure. <laughs> don't don't pass that up opportunity up at all. So Annie, thank you for coming back and chatting with me again, sort of nearly a year on from when your episode. So as I said at the beginning, episode 10 was where you can find Annie, but we'll make sure there's a link in our show notes. So it's very easy to go back and tune into that full conversation that Annie and I had. It's been such a joy to find out where you're at kind of a year later and also to be able to invite you as one of our uh, guests that's had a very successful episode on Shilichi Thrives to be part of our birthday celebration series. So thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute joy, Shannon. What a joy. Thank you so much for this time. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. We'll look forward to sharing a, a new guest with you in our birthday series very soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another of these amazing conversations as part of our first birthday series for She Leads, She Thrives. I'm Shannon Dunn. If you haven't yet come across me as a host, I don't know where you've been. Shall I say that, Penny? I'll get cheeky <laughs> in the beginning. But I'm delighted to welcome Penny Sue back. So Penny was a guest of ours in a very early February 2023 episode, even though she and I recorded the conversation late in 2022. And the focus of our chat at that time was impactful messaging. Like messaging is such a huge part of your expertise, what you love. And I see you sharing your content around messaging like all the time in such beautiful ways. And at the time, we had already had one episode that went to over a thousand downloads in the first seven days that it was live. Your episode was the next one that did that. Yeah, do you remember me messaging you and telling you how? Yes, I that remember that. I, was, yeah. I, I was like, oh my God, this is yeah, amazing. I was so, so excited and I was like, it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and I love when the guests that are, we've had on the show, when we have such success with different episodes, are always so beautifully surprised and shocked. Uh, and that to me just kind of adds to the genuineness and reminds me why I asked you to come and be a guest because you weren't looking to have lots of download numbers. You just genuinely were interested in coming and having a conversation with me, which is what this is all about. So yeah, so it was episode 21. We'll make sure it's linked into the show notes. If anyone hasn't yet heard you talk about impactful messaging and what you love so much about it, um, then they can go and do that. And I know for me, some of the feedback I got from my community was around how simple you made it. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, great to hear. Yeah. Uh, so it's very cool. So welcome back. I'd love it if you, you could share just a little bit about what you do and, you know, the kind of people that you support in your business. And then we'll jump into the great questions that I've been asking every one of our guests as part of the birthday series. Sounds perfect. Thank you, Shannon, for inviting me back for this recording. It's been it just it just feels like it was just I don't know a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't it's feel like so long ago, does it? Right. Oh my god, where the hell has the year gone? <laughs> right. So yes, thank you, Shannon. And I had an amazing time in the episode. I think that really helps. Like you know, you are such an amazing host. Oh, um, and yeah, just a bit of intro about myself. If you listening to this and you have not uh, listened to episode 21 with me I uh, my name is Penny Sue and I am a brand and messaging strategist I work mainly with uh, online service providers like coaches um, you know consultants most um, who have online businesses so I help them with you know refining their messaging that is so that it's impactful and they're actually attracting only the best people and the right people to work with them to really you know and also in a way that is actually you know highlighting their gifts not just you know like hiding anything you know like showing mm. their authenticity and put it on you know like full blast so yeah. I, I love the work that I do and before and this, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's such an honor to do this. And I have, uh, a, a, well, I have quite a long history of working in marketing um, that, you know, I started with public relations and working with big multinational corporates and down to nonprofits. So I really love this work. And I love that, that right now I actually can do this for small businesses, people who, you know, like a lot of this very ambitious self let women who want to do you know make an impact not just want to have a business because you know they know that the work that they do is so important it's so they're so gifted and they would do this without even thinking twice they would that's the doing their lives best work and I really want to love supporting them with the messaging so they get their message out there and attract the best clients who really really need them in their lives right now oh, and then work with them yeah, so good. All right. We've got some questions to go through that I've been asking every one of the guests that we've had back on the podcast for this birthday series. And I'm excited to hear your answers. So the <laughs> one is in the last year, what has been your greatest personal evolution? So not necessarily business, but personal evolution. Oh, I love this question. It's like, it's funny, this year has been so much about my own personal growth because last year was great and you know for business and this year is really great for my own personal growth um one of the that one of them is actually really prioritizing myself uh something that is so easy when you are you know being your own boss sometimes you're like you're not the best boss or the best employee to yourself <laughs> and um what i've realized that i really wanted to connect with people offline this year and this is something that feels so you know that I've missed so much over the last two years when we have been on and off like we can connect and when then we can and and it has been so amazing so and I have been doing things that are more aligned to me rather than like you know I am 
a very logical minded person wow, yeah. and and the, and I've been doing things like, okay, it works strate strategically, but also this year to have already, I've prioritized my mental health, um, what works for me, what is, I'm really trying to make everything or work with what aligns with me. And that has been my priority, like doing things that most align with me. And that means, you know, that means, you know, letting go of certain things, like working with the ego, <laughs> not I'm doing things. That is ego driven because it's like it's great to be productive, but it's I realize it's been feeding my ego rather than you know what serves me. And sometimes it's great to look like on your on your day to day. It's like I got all this done, but do you feel good about having all this exactly. done? Would you rather do something else? So I've really been tuning into that. I've been having so much fun going back to like prioritizing my my physical health as well. Um, doing more creative work stuff that actually really, you know, like um, connecting with friends and going out and play. Um, mm. That has been the biggest um, change for me this year. I love it. I love it. And it's been good to see that. So the next question is, I'd love to know what's gone on behind the scenes for you that we haven't seen on social media. So I feel like a lot of what you just shared in your personal evolution, we actually have seen. So you like a lot of the guests that we have on Chile, She Thrives, Penny, share a lot online. Like you, you, it's part of your, again, your brand, your messaging is to be authentic, to be, to share someone for your vulnerabilities, your stories, what you're doing in your days. Like I love it when I see you sharing in your stories when you're out walking with your beautiful puppy and, you know, just getting out in nature, having coffee somewhere, eating. I know it can tell you're a foodie because you often share like restaurants and <laughs> things you've been eating what's going on behind the scenes that we haven't seen on social media well something that I haven't talked about very often which um because I kind of I share a lot of my life mm -hmm. um I try to be transparent that's the easiest way to 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 put out you know to, to share content if you're holding it back it makes it so hard but one mm -hmm. thing that I haven't shared a, a ton is actually um you know going back into I'm Okay, outside of work, <laughs> I am a circus artist or aerialist. Ah, so that I, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, little, I for a lot of people like they think that I'm not afraid of height. I'm super afraid of height. I'm very scared of height. But I also find it really fun when I actually can conquer the fear. So yeah. this what I love. I've been doing a lot in the last. I think started with February when I took on the seventy five heart challenge. That was like a reset for my health. Um. So and and that has been really something that I really needed. It felt like it was my part of my identity that was gone mm -hmm. over the whole lockdown because I wasn't able to. Come, come and you know work with people hold hands we, we yeah. work in groups and we hold hands you know or home feet and things like that and to be totally feel like oh my god we can do this 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 is like this is so fun this is like you know all we have gone through over the last two years is finally behind us we can do this again yes. it's so nice to talk and touch and hug people I know, I know. I think even if you're not a touchy-feely person I think everybody missed human contact didn't they yeah yeah so much it's like you know like I am a hugger and it's like it was so weird for me in the last couple of years where like you want to hug someone but you're not sure if they want it so it's like okay and yeah just being you know going to a lot of live events you know that I'm a foodie I go out and meet yeah. a lot of friends go for live shows theaters uh just being you know to, to actually 
go out there and really you know enjoy movies and live performance that has been the greatest uh, the most memorable thing this year that's very cool so the next and final question I have for you today is what do you wish you'd known kind of a year ago that you know now as a you know woman leading in business in your space what I wish I would have known I I don't mm, that's a very good question I I think the most important thing I've realized because I've taken you know I've reduced my work hours I I one thing for myself is like to realize that not you know not nobody dies if you take okay (laughs) prioritize you and that may mean less hours in your business yeah nobody nobody dies nothing nothing falls apart nothing you know you know no one it doesn't matter right so if like sometimes it's like I do all a lot of things I was like oh let's do this because I want to get things out but then I realized hey you know come on give yourself you know a breather you don't have to rush it and sometimes I get so excited about things uh, and I get it all out but I don't have to so I I've really learned that you know things you know in divine timing I really start to see you know things will happen when it's meant to happen you don't have to push and sometimes we can't rush certain things and things you know like I've also behind the scenes I've been having um I don't have a huge team I try not to do that and also you know hiring people and retraining training them and that has been something that I've really prioritized this year so that I have more time for myself Mm -hmm. which is still a, a work in progress yeah I think it's always a work in progress but what a great Thing it is when you get to that point of understanding what is the priority from a self perspective and then are able to create a business and a life that does prioritize you such a rewarding experience isn't it yeah absolutely I think we start and then when we get somewhere like when we grow our business sometimes it's good to come back to like as if when we start we are like you know all mushy tail and we're excited and do things and try a lot of things and because you have you're not afraid of failure. That's like nothing to lose. And when you have achieved a certain amount of success, you're so fearful of your failing because you've achieved all that. You're like, well, this month, like if I have you know th- this event and I didn't have the same amount of people coming in this time versus you know three months ago or last year, it's like, and then you don't you feel like, oh my god, what's happening? But then it's like, well, things do happen. Does it mean that you know I don't need all this to validate me as a person? And it doesn't mean my work is less worthy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really learning to, you know, to not let the ego. Have, yeah, I know. has got a lot to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's been so fun. I'm so glad that we had you back and that we got to kind of check in. Well, where's Penny now? What's she up to? <laughs> what have you learned? And what are you focusing on? If anyone's listening and they're not yet following you and connected with you in the online world, where's the best place for them to do that? And then we'll make sure like we did last time that all those links are in the show notes. Yeah. So I have been more present on Instagram this year than the last. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all, my main platform is still Facebook. But yeah, if, you're, if your favorite platform is Instagram, let's connect on Instagram. Uh, my handle is 
it's Penny Sue. Um, I think you're going to put a, a link a in the show notes well. anyway. Yeah. So yeah, let's connect. And if you, if you like food, if you like dogs, <laughs> having fun, yeah, let's just connect. You'll see lots of that, won't you? Like we're looking at your stories and all of your content, you definitely get to know your puppy. Like, so Blue yeah. gets a big feature and I can see why. He looks like he's very charismatic from what we can see and what you talk about. Yeah, lots of food pictures. So if you're like a, a big foodie, you'll love what Penny's sharing because there's always pictures of where she's out, what she's eating, coffee. I see lots of pictures of coffee. Oh, yes. Walking <laughs> um, and all the great fun things to do. And the fact you mentioned before that you do circus art doesn't surprise me now because I can think back to the times where I've seen you sharing kind of acrobatic stuff that you've been doing a little bit in your stories. Like, ah, now that all comes, that all makes sense. So yeah, lots yeah. of, yeah, lots oh. of. So thank yeah. you for joining me, for coming back and, and so yeah, coming back and having a conversation. And uh, and listeners, thank you for tuning in to part of this uh, this great conversation I just had with Penny as part of our first birthday celebration series for Shaliti Thrives. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you've been around for a while, thank you for being here and supporting us because I say this often, I would still show up and create these conversations through the solo episodes even if we didn't have a lot of listeners, but the fact we've got so many in so many different countries around the world just makes it so much more exciting and joyful for me to do this. So yeah, very, very cool. So thanks everyone. And wherever you are in the world, have a fabulous day. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. 